Hey, doulas, welcome to another episode of the Doula Road Trip Podcast. This is another Deja and Jariel edition. Hey, (laughs) y'all. So before we get started, we wanted to make sure that you guys have claimed your free gift. So we have done free masterclasses the whole entire month of May. There are four masterclasses in total. We're talking about, in one of them, what I wish I knew. And it's funny because that was episode 19 of the podcast. So that was like a year ago, almost to the day that I recorded the what I wish I knew episode. And we wanted to do a master class on this one, because there's been so much that we both have learned in the last year about our businesses. And so if you are interested in taking a deep dive into what we wish we knew, and to save yourself some time and some money and some heartache, uh, we highly, highly recommend you guys checking that out. It's totally free. It's going to be at least a 60 minute um, masterclass. Some of them went a little bit longer than an hour, though, honestly, with the Q&A and some of the um, feedback that we were able to get from the people that could come live. So check out that the link is in the description. Again, it's free, free, free. And it's for you. Uh, We hope that you guys enjoy it. We also have three other free masterclasses as well. Um, So we wanted to just give back and give to you guys just to thank you guys for being a part of the community. So check that out at the link below. Yes, y'all, pop in with us. We're getting good feedback from all of the classes. We usually do, but these ones are like extra juicy for some reason. People are like, this is what I needed to hear. So tap into that. We love to give back and to be able to um, give y'all exactly what you've been asking for, which is like, tell me, tell me all the stuff that I wish that I would have known, you know, in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. So we wanted to kind of talk about one of the things today in this episode, because it's come up a few times with the doulas who we coach um, in our group mastermind. And that's the thing of looking like a business versus actually being in business. So you guys are probably like, what are you guys talking about? (laughs) Um, So I think it's Tiffany the Budgetista um, who I follow on Instagram and I'm also a part of her Facebook group. And she was talking about a little girl who braids hair and how a lot of people are out here trying to look like a business, but this little girl who braids hair is actually in business and doing business. And it's because her business is profitable It has like very little things that she's spending money on. And ultimately people are like coming in droves to get their hair braided. And this girl is like a teenager, right? And she's making thousands of dollars every single month by braiding people's hair. And I started to think about this with our doula coaching mentees because a lot of people are like, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to buy this. I need to get this. I need to get this. And we're just like, I'm not really sure like where this list of like must have is coming from, but as a small business owner, like you don't need honestly any of this and we just need to focus on these few things instead. So we wanted to dive into that today. I'm really excited to get into it. Yeah, girl, take the reins because I know we both have a lot to say on this, but you have some specific things that you were like, no, definitely let's touch here. So tell me, tell me your initial thoughts that are popping up when it comes to this. Yeah. So I think that initially when people start a business, right, a lot of people are like, I need to come up with a logo. I need to get a website. 
I need to have like a name. I need to get all of these social media accounts like secure, right? Like, and I need to get business cards and brochures and magnets to put on the side of my car and keychains and pens. And I really feel like a lot of times, like we're spending, 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 spending the dual t-shirts, right? Like, um, birth coffee, like I, if I, if I can come, if I'm not at a birth, right? Like all of this sort of like merch stuff and don't get me wrong. I think that it's great. Right. Because I do think that sometimes like it feels like there isn't a clear, like, what do you do or what do you buy or what do you invest in? And I fell into this too, where I bought the website and the branding package that was thousands of dollars. And then I went ahead and bought the t-shirt and the birth ball and the peanut ball and the wheel of circles that represent dilation, right? So I too invested in like all of the things. And I really wish that somebody would have just set my tail down and was like, listen, first and foremost, like businesses are profitable. So like before we buy all of these things, like we really need to do an experiment on how you're attracting clients, how much they're paying you for the service. And then we can sort out all this other sort of stuff later. Right. And so I really wish that somebody would have sat me down and put my credit card in their pocket and was like, listen, like, let's have a talk. Like, (laughs) because I think that it can be dangerous when you're starting a business with a nine to five like I was because I didn't know what to spend money on so then I was just spending a lot of it on stuff that like really didn't matter at the moment now I want to say this like I don't want you guys to misunderstand me I know in the past like we've talked about using social media to attract clients we've talked about having a website like we've talked about a lot of those things and what I think some people are missing is the fact that we always open with every step in business has like 30 hidden steps. So it's not enough to throw up a website. It's not enough to throw up a social media account, right? And so on a podcast, it's really difficult to give you all of the 30 steps that are underneath the step. But the point is that not everybody is going to attract clients through social media, right? And not everybody is going to have a website that is on page one of Google. And honestly, if it's not on page one of Google, it's really a waste of time, energy, and money. Not to even mention the fact that you don't even know what to put on a website to make it attractive, to make people even fill out the contact form to want you to be their doula, right? So they're clicking on it and it's like, this is pointless and I'm not getting what I need. And so they're clicking off of it. Like that's a whole nother rabbit hole that will go down another time. But at the beginning, when you're starting a business, it's important to stay lean, meaning that you're keeping your expenses really, 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 really low. And you're capitalizing on the things that bring you clients and that allow you to sign clients. So you're bringing money in. Once you get into that good rhythm, then you can go back and invest in the logo, in the branding, in the website, in the merch, in the balls, like in the wheels, like all of the things. But at the beginning, like keeping your expenses like low, 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 low to the ground is so, so important in figuring out how you get people to pay you. Like that's your number one goal. Don't take another training. Don't buy another thing. You've already left doula training. So now we're figuring out how to keep our expenses on the ground and how to make sure the money we're bringing in is ample and abundant and plentiful and happening on a consistent basis. That's our number one job. Tell me something. 
tell me from your perspective I know when I initially trained and then I mentioned a lot that I didn't initially so I took my birth doula training but I didn't immediately jump into the work uh, because I had a two-month-old and I just wasn't in the physical mental like I was a new mom so I needed to get my stuff together before I was supporting anybody and so it gave me a lot of time to sit and kind of be in that space again of like oh what are what are all these things that I need to do and get to be prepared right to support my first client and so my question was going to be what are some of the things that you heard or saw initially in the beginning that were like oh you need this um because I have some that come to mind for me like when we talk about this this doula bag listen this do but I want to hear before I go to my I want to know what are some of those initial things that you heard or you saw that you're like oh before I support any clients like I have to have this or I have to do this yeah definitely website logo branding which included like branding colors and like feel and font and I definitely felt like I had to like have a website with like the right branding on it like okay cool and then I had to have a business name that was the other big thing and then I had to buy my domain right so my www whatever whatever dot com which also came with like web hosting that you have to pay for monthly because it's not free so I'm paying for the website I'm also paying for the hosting um, an email that looked professional, right? So nothing at Gmail, but hello at mybusinessname.com. Like um, an LLC was another one of those things. Um, business insurance, a business bank account. So I will agree that like some of those things I definitely did need. And some of those things I absolutely did not need. And as I went along my doula journey, those things needed to be redone because I found out that doing them from the place that I was, I was still in exploration phase and like it wasn't the time to really put a whole lot of time and energy solidifying those things like it was much easier cheaper to the point ways that I could have handled that and I really wish my business coach would have presented those things to me like I know now for sure what about you. Mm, I like the part that you said you wish that somebody would have presented you your options right just like do the work when we're working with families. A typical doula, most doulas I know, we're not telling a family, you have to do it like this. You have to have birth like this right here in this way. We have statistics and information and options that we present to people as if you want this, if you envision this thing, here are the different ways that you can get to that. But I support you whatever route you take. But a lot of times when we're starting our businesses, whether that's from the organization that we train with or we're looking on social media and see people who are in entrepreneurship starting things. A lot of times it's not like, oh, here is here is a way that you can do it. It's like, here is the way. Like, here's the way that you're supposed to do this. So for me, I got caught up on the stuff for sure. So definitely like you, the website, I spent a tremendous amount of time trying to perfect this website that, like you said, nobody was finding on their own. So great, you know, I'm dropping the link somewhere, but nobody's finding on their own. And so that was something that like, are we telling y'all not to get a website? That's not what we're saying. We're saying the time, money, effort, energy that goes into it in the very beginning, sometimes when you're not even clear about certain things, sometimes it's hurting you more than it's actually helping you. So definitely spend time on that website. 
spend time trying to figure out those branding colors and all that stuff like you were saying when I had no idea I was like I don't know maybe this is what people want to see or like I had no way to like have direction to get to does this make sense right and we're still not even talking about a client at this point I'm not this is not has nothing to do with I took a birth doula training how do I intend to get a birth client I'm talking about a website and talking about the colors on there that hopefully lead to a client but really like the actions are not lining up with the goal I definitely got caught up in where are these business cards coming from which y'all I don't know that anybody who actually would have needed the card has it in their hand. Probably my dad has it in his wallet as a keepsake and my child runs around with him because, you know, this is mommy stuff. Um, I don't know that they even reached anybody that they were supposed to reach. Uh, I kind of touched on the doula bag. I was for sure like, what do I need in this bag? Like before I go to this birth, what are all the possible things that I could possibly need to pull out of here? And what if I don't have something like what if I need it and just kind of that unknown space, just like a new parent or somebody preparing for birth. Like, I don't know what to expect. I was the doula like, oh, I don't know what to expect. So let me just have all of this stuff that is kind of like a comfort. Right. It's kind of like trying to like uh, find comfort and confidence in things versus have I, have I really solidified and built on the knowledge that I took from this training to bring in this client that I'm about to work with? Or am I finding, am I finding some comfort in the fact that I have this birth ball that I got in my hand to take with me to this prenatal? And I have, you know, I'm a, I'm a really like um, type A person, y'all. So for anybody who's watching this later, I got this little journal it's a cute little journal I have so many journals right so stuff like this like what is all my stationery so I can take all these notes that I'm not taking because I'm at a birth and somebody needs my attention but let me get the stationery because I think I'm going to take notes there and so stuff my my pitfall was like shirts definitely what's my uniform what am I wearing to this birth when I show up a lot of things that had nothing to do with what are the actual things that are going into attracting this first client so that I can get the experience to learn what I would put on a website or get the experience to learn what kind of clothes are best to wear in the birth space, right? So I can get the experience to learn the actual tools that I do pull out. I will tell y'all the, the complete truth. I don't think I have at the in-person births I've been to, right? So I'm a virtual doula now at all the in-person births I've been to. I promise. I don't think I've ever pulled anything out of my bag ever. I, I want to say never. I think the only thing I pulled out of my bag is some snacks for the person giving birth or for myself, if it was a little bit longer. Other than that, the other great things that I thought, oh, this beautiful little cute fan and this little, you know, she says she want to smell peppermint essential oil. Like none of it has ever came out partly because a lot of my clients are like giving birth very quickly at home. So that's kind of part of it. But just the other part of, I don't think people take so much um, consideration and really remember the fact that we hold the value in this, like you showing up, being able to hold space, the value of the knowledge that you hold, like that's the value and not the thing. So anyways, that was my long answer of, I was trying to find my confidence, my comfort, my security and things and what was going in this doula bag. 
and had nothing to do with where is this first client coming from. I want to stick there for a minute because I think that this goes back to the analogy that we use all of the time and we have used it on so many other episodes, but I'm just going to say it again because it fits so well. Uh, A lot of us are in this work and we're very much so like first time parents that have been told to create a gift registry. And so we're sitting down at the computer on all of the websites and we're literally like, I don't know what to put on this gift registry and so it becomes a game of like putting all of the things you can put on there to feel quote-unquote prepared but it's just a very very long activity and procrastination because all of the things that you did to do and put together to feel quote-unquote prepared like end up laughing at you because you don't need or use any of it and it's like you can't leverage any of it <laughs> um, because it's pieces and fragments and parts of like so many different things that it's like, I'm not even really sure. Like all this baby really needs is some onesies and some diapers and some wipes and a drool napkin. Like, I'm not really sure like why I have like all of these other things. Like, and it's the same thing with becoming a doula for the first time. I think that with the business part of it, we don't, a lot of us don't know what it looks like to be an entrepreneur. And so we're putting on like our entrepreneur, like gift registry, like all of these things. And we're thinking like, we're not going to be prepared for entrepreneurship unless we get all of these things checked off the gift registry. Okay. Who coming to the shower? Who bringing this? Who bringing that? Okay. Now we need to buy all these stuff that people didn't give us. And then it's like, oh, okay. But like entrepreneurship really just requires me to put on this onesie and this diaper and get these wipes and get to it. Like it's not really all of these other things that I thought that I needed to be prepared for this. So it's so, so funny how that works out. I do want to talk a little bit about the fact that when I became like an entrepreneur, people kept saying like, focus on like productive things in your business, like focus on the productive things, focus on the productive things. And like, I really didn't understand like, what was productive and non-productive in business because it's something that I had never done before, right? And so I do want to honor that aspect of it, like the fact that like you don't know what you don't know. And so I'm taking this really, 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 really good course on Udemy. Like it's so, so good on udemy.com. And it's specifically about like fixing your business, right? Like going through your business, systematizing it, figuring out like what's important, what's not important and how to really like turn your business around. Um, and I love this course so much because he makes it so easy. But one of the things I love about this is that he finally answered my question about productive and like non-productive activities in your business. And so I want to share that with you guys too, because I actually wrote it down. So he was saying that some of the non-productive things that we are doing in our business are surfing the internet, scrolling social media, cleaning our office, organizing our office, right? So creating and designing graphics, as much as I love Canva, as much as I like could spend hours and hours in Canva, creating and designing graphics for hours and hours is considered a non-productive activity, right? And buying yet another course. I can't tell y'all how many doulas we meet that are already trained in like three things. And then they have like three more things to like they're about to take this year as far as trainings go. So all of these are like non-productive activities, right? So I just wanted to say that because I think that once we can start to be real with ourselves and prioritize like what's a non-productive activity and what's a productive activity for getting to the goal, which is supposed to be supporting clients as a doula, I think that that makes it clear like 
what we should be spending our time and energy and money on and what's really not that important at the moment. Tell me what you said yesterday. I told you to remember as far as specifically on that part that you come into entrepreneurship, you come into your doula journey feeling really overwhelmed by this big to-do list of like, I need to check off all of these boxes, but really the actual priorities are a lot smaller. I don't remember the way you said it. Do you remember the way you said it? No, exactly the way you said it. Okay, like I do feel like the to-do list is miles and miles long, but like the priority list is very, very short. And we can actually get into that. So I do feel like if I was to say to myself, okay, what's really the priority for starting a business right now? I would say definitely opening up a business bank account is important, right? Like we do want to separate our money from our business's money. I do think that that's important. I do think getting an LLC is important, right? So really you can't get a business bank account without an LLC because it does show that you've registered your business with the state, blah, 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 right? So a LLC and a business bank account for sure, I do think are important. I don't think a website is important. I will say this, if you really feel like, oh my gosh, I can't do this without a website, then what I would do is I would cheat and I would go into canva.com create a one pager that's basically going to act as like your landing page. So you can put a little bit about you, a little bit about the services you offer, a little bit about how to get in contact with you, save that link and keep it open. So that way, whoever you, wherever you drop the link, people can click on it and know immediately like how to get in contact with you. If you must have a website, I think that's the best way to start, right? However, I don't think websites are important. And honestly, like I wouldn't bother wasting time or energy doing a website. If I was to start my doula business over, I would do exactly what I told y'all, have one landing page and just move on with it, right? So that's there if you guys absolutely need it. I do think too, like people don't think about this part of it, but mastering what I'm actually offering people and mastering the way in which I'm communicating what I offer would be my top two priorities. So absolutely, I would not be the doula that's out here like I offer two prenatals and birth support and a postpartum follow-up. Why? Because it's vanilla. And that's what everybody is doing. It's not a way to stand out or to let people know why you, why you're different and to immediately say to people, oh, this person knows exactly what I need and what I want. And so I'm going to go with them. It's going to be like a lineup. All of you guys are offering two prenatals, birth support and a postpartum. And so people are going to be like, oh, okay, so who's the cheapest? Right. And so realizing that I have something different that I need to offer, like what is really important to the people that I want to doula and like making sure that I put everything that they could possibly need into that offer and then throwing away the things that they could they really could do without. Right. Taking the two or three priorities from that list of everything they need and then moving forward with that offer whatever that looks like. I would definitely have a whole lot more imagination and individualism in what I'm giving and offering to potential clients. And then the other thing is the message. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. My message, my the way in which I was communicating what doulas do and why doulas are important was trash. Like, and it's difficult. And I see a lot of doulas do this, especially doulas who have never experienced doula support and have never supported someone as a doula. 
it's really, really hard to then go in and try to explain to people why doula support is important, what people can get from doula support. And then that's why you guys are having such a hard time with social media and with interviews, because now it's like it's come to the part of the interview where like they're asking you questions. And if you said that we provide physical, emotional and informational support, then it's just like, OK, great. Thank you. You know, and, I, and I'm logging off and I'm moving on. And so really figuring out like what I need to say in order for people to say, oh, my God. Yeah, that's exactly what I need. That's exactly what I've been looking for and communicating that in an effective way on social media, in person, on Zoom calls, like that's the part that I would focus on because I know now that like you can't have people buy into what you can't explain, right? Like it's like, oh, okay, you need to buy a cell phone. Like, well, why? Well, because you just need one because it provides physical, emotional, and informational support. And it's like, okay no thank you right but you need to buy a cell phone because then I can keep in contact with you I can communicate with you any question you have you can absolutely ask your cell phone you can shop online it has a whole bunch of battery power do you always get lost I always get lost oh we have a map feature for that so now your phone can tell you where to go so you never get lost again right so now we're having a communication conversation and we're telling people like Oh, we're communicating to people the message of like why cell phones are important. If they don't get it, they never had one. They don't know what it is. Right. So it's not just some vague thing that people don't care about. We're drawing people in. We're asking them questions and we're pulling out the things they can do to support them. And that's the same way we need to do a doula support. And so I feel like my messaging was trash. And that's the reason why I didn't close a lot of clients at the beginning. Like, and people were like ghosting me because they were like, I really don't know what she does. She's weird. Like, I wish she would stop following up with me. Like, obviously, I'm not interested. (laughs) Right. So I feel like the offer and the way in which I'm communicating what what I do should have definitely been worked on a lot more. Um, And I would have gotten one client relationship management system and paid for it for the year. So that's something I wish I would have known in year one. I'm very unorganized. So getting something like HoneyBook or Dubsado, um, which we talked about in a previous episode of the podcast, talking about building your six figure business. um, That way I can track like what's the client's name? What's the partner's name? Let me send them an invoice. Let me send them a contract. Let me schedule a meeting with them all in one place. And when business gets hard or tough or when money's not coming in, I've already paid for it for the year. So I'm not about to do nothing ghetto, like disconnect this month and then reconnect when I get money. And then now I've lost the contract, which literally happened to me in the last 30 days. So for sure, like those are probably like the six things that I would focus on. And if I could pick a seventh, it would probably be marketing. I would buy all the marketing books, sit through all the marketing trainings and really figure out like, how do you sell products and services? Because that's what we're doing as doulas, like all day long. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.